Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Star Trek as a franchise has existed for decades at this point, and like any other long-running series, has not been free of poor decisions from time to time. I'm Michael, aka the Trek Lad from Trek Culture, and these are 10 terrible decisions that led to Star Trek losing key players. Number 10, Denise Crosby and the broken promise of Hill Street Blues. Denise Crosby joined Star Trek The Next Generation along with the rest of the cast, taking on the role of Lieutenant Tasha Yar. However, she would quickly depart the show, never to return as a lead character again. Crosby has been very open throughout the years as to why she left. She felt that Yar was running into what she described as an Ahura-like situation, wherein she was present on the bridge but was left with nothing to do. Crosby had joined the show expecting something similar to Hill Street Blues. Similar to what Deep Space Nine would later become, it featured a large cast of main and recurring characters, all of whom had room to expand their storylines. Crosby approached the producers of The Next Generation, asking for more to do. However, Gene Roddenberry vetoed the idea of having an expansive storyline to match Blues, preferring instead to stick to the mould that has served Star Trek the original series so well, focus on a small core group. Frustrated with the lack of material, Crosby asked to be released from the show. Roddenberry, aiming for shock value, elected to have her killed off in a death scene that has been oft-lamented as underwhelming and undeserving of a potentially great character. Number 9. Terry Fowl asked for more time off. They gave it to her. Terry Fowl's departure from Deep Space Nine was one of the more avoidable ones, yet when Fowl asked to be made a recurring character on the show's final season rather than a main character, the response was to kill her off. Nice. There have been a couple of versions of this story. In The 50-Year Mission, The Next 25 Years by Mark A. Altman and Edward Gross, Fowl revealed that it was primarily due to her relationship with Rick Berman that led to her departure. She explained that he was, in her words, a misogynist who would regularly criticise her appearance. He also attempted to bully her into confirming her role in the seventh season. She described phone calls that she would receive from him mere moments before she was due to film a scene. She had no wish to leave Star Trek, just that she was run down with the long days and lack of options to explore other projects. Reducing her role to recurring status would, she felt, relieve a lot of this pressure and allow her to deliver her best performances. However, she was offered a sign it or leave it deal, and as we unfortunately know, the rest was history. Number 8. Kirsty Alley says cheers, but no thanks. Or does she? Leonard Nimoy once stated upon learning that Savick's role in Star Trek III was significant, Kirsty Alley's agent demanded a salary which would have been larger than DeForest Kelly's. Alley later stated that the character she saw on screen in The Search for Spock was not Savick, but that she felt no ill will towards Robin Curtis, not envying the task of having to take on another's role. In the same breath, she also stated that the initial offer that she'd been given for Star Trek III was actually lower than what she had made on Star Trek II. 
Although these two versions of the story seem to contradict each other, there seems to be no bad blood, at least with Ali stating that she would have been happy to appear in Star Trek 4 in any capacity, and while it took a long time, she has now entered the convention circuit as well. Her performance in Star Trek 2 still stands as one of the film's highlights. Number 7. Alice Eve was set to be a major supporting actor, till she wasn't. Alice Eve's portrayal of Dr. Carol Marcus was met with mostly positive reactions, despite the controversy that surrounded that gratuitous scene of her in her underwear. This was something that Eve supported. She compared the scene to Chris Pine's various sex scenes in both Star Trek 2009 and Into Darkness as well, where he too had appeared very much shirtless. The film ended with Marcus established as the new science officer on board the Enterprise. When the news broke that the second sequel Beyond was on its way, it seemed only natural that Eve would be returning as well. But that was not to be the case. Simon Pegg explained that there simply wasn't a place for her in the script. However, that seems to be a stretch as, away from Kirk's love interest, she had plenty to offer. An unpublished draft of the film also included references to the Genesis planet, which Marcus was the creator of. While that may not have been a fit with the story of Beyond, including Eve would have not taken that much in the way of effort had the will truly been present. Number 6. Ronald D. Moore is frozen out of the creative process on Star Trek Voyager. Ronald D. Moore joined Star Trek with a script for the next generation called The Bonding. He would go on to pen such episodes as Tapestry, Relics, and Sins of the Father. He was quickly established as the Klingon guy, writing many of the most important Klingon stories. He moved from The Next Generation to Deep Space Nine and also co-wrote Star Trek Generations and First Contact as well. For his part, he credits the decision not to leave the franchise at this point as his biggest mistake. Moore and Brennan Braga had worked together behind the scenes for years, so he felt that moving over to work again with Braga on Star Trek Voyager would have been a positive experience. As Moore would later put it, it's not a happy ship, the good ship Voyager. He cites examples of many production workers who were deeply unhappy day to day. After a very short stint, he discovered that his relationship with Braga was not what he thought it to be. Rumours circulated that he was being left out of script meetings, and eventually something so bad happened that his trust in Braga was broken entirely. At that point, he elected to walk away. He would go on to deliver the absolute masterpiece that was the Battlestar Galactica revival, so at least the story has a silver lining. Number 5. By deeming the cage too cerebral, NBC lost Jeffrey Hunter, and Star Trek lost Christopher Pike. The Cage was the first pilot for Star Trek. Jeffrey Hunter was cast as Christopher Pike, beaten down by the pressures of responsibility, and just about ready to hand in his commission and go home to lovely Mojave. The Cage is Star Trek at its purest. However, in a move that was both surprising and almost unprecedented, NBC rejected it, but instead ordered a fresh pilot to be filmed. With this decision, however, they lost the show's original lead. Jeffrey Hunter was a movie star. His contract was to play Pike for six months, but that said nothing about having to refilm a pilot. With the order of the second pilot, he declined to return. However, this story has an even sadder twist. Hunter believed that his time would be too full in filming to commit to a show. This was not the case, and his roles between 1965 and 1969 began to get smaller and dry up. An accident on the set of the film Cry Chicago left him with a serious concussion in 1968. The following year, he suffered a brain hemorrhage, which caused him to trip, fall, and hit his head. This, combined with his alcoholism, contributed to his death at just 42, just one week before the final episode of the original series had aired. Number four, Star Trek Voyager needs ratings, so either Jen or Garrett is getting the chop. 
While it's now well known that Seven of Nine was brought on board to boost the show's ratings, the character was something of a late-in-the-day addition. Voyager's third season suffered from low ratings, and had originally been due to conclude with A Year of Hell, yet the Scorpion plotline was hastily written to introduce Seven and save the show. The producers didn't want to raise the number of main cast members to ten, and so the two neighbours that were circulated for dismissal were Garrett Wang and Jennifer Lian. However, during the summer hiatus, Wang was selected as one of the 50 most beautiful people for 1997. Rather than swing the sword down on him and his beautiful face, they brought it down on Lian instead. The gift written as her send-off, and that was that. While Jerry Ryan was an excellent addition to the show, the manner in which Star Trek lost Jennifer Lian is still something of a sour note, made only slightly better by her catharsis in the season 6 episode, Fury. Number 3. Chris Pine and Star Trek 4. Now this one is an evolving situation, but as it stands, Chris Pine will not be returning for Star Trek 4. This is down to money. Back in 2018, Pine walked away from the negotiating table as Paramount Pictures were attempting to drop the salary on offer to do the film. Star Trek Beyond had underperformed at the box office and executives were concerned about keeping the budget down for future films. However, Pine had since gone on to star in Wonder Woman, which brought in upwards of $800 million and is now firmly in place as one of Hollywood's A-listers. However, in April of last year, Pine gave an interview. He knew enough, for example, to say that the Noah Hawley film had stalled months before that news was made public. In the same interview, he clearly stated that he would love to do another film and that, thanks to a restructuring in Paramount, might even be feasible. This may suggest that all parties have now come to an understanding, so fingers crossed we get the pine back for future Star Trek films. Number 2. Leonard Nimoy Doesn't Do Cameos Star Trek Generations' script was written by Ronald D. Moore and Brennan Braga, who had recently penned the script for the Next Generations' finale, All Good Things. Their main focus was on bringing the Next Generation cast forward. Early on, however, the connective tissue of having the original series crew appear was written. Initially, the Enterprise A was to have been seen saving the Excelsior from the Nexus with Guinan on board to bridge the gap. This would have included the entire original series crew. This was then scaled back, with just Kirk, McCoy and Spock to appear. However, the script that was written served to introduce Kirk before having him reappear at the end of the film. The script was then sent to DeForest Kelly and Leonard Nimoy. For Kelly's part, his health was already in decline, and he felt the part was too small to go through the process of acquiring health insurance for the part. Nimoy was slightly, if respectfully, more blunt. He said of the script, There was a character called Spock, who had a dozen or so lines you could easily assign to anyone else. Which they did. I felt they needed to rethink the story, and the response was, We don't have time. So I said bon voyage, and good luck. Ultimately, both of their lines were given to Chekhov and Scotty, which was fun, but of course, not the same. And number one, Will Wheaton makes a really smart career move that left him feeling ashamed. Will Wheaton joined the crew of Star Trek The Next Generation as the fresh-faced son of Gates McFadden's Dr. Beverly Crusher. Wesley was a stand-in for Roddenberry himself, something which drew the ire of Eugene Roddenberry, son of Gene, as he himself was having issues with his father at the time. Wheaton stayed with The Next Generation into its fourth season when he elected to leave the show full-time so he could pursue what he felt was going to be a successful movie career. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way. As his career stalled somewhat in the 90s, he began to fall into depression. He spoke about his decision at a convention appearance in 2012 when he described the shame he felt for having left the way he did, going so far as to saying he felt too ashamed to speak to his fellow castmates. He both acknowledges but doesn't hide behind the fact that he was young and inexperienced. 
However, in a heartwarming moment, the rest of the cast embraced him as the wayward son who had struck out to find his way. Wesley may never have been the most popular character on The Next Generation, but Will Wheaton still managed to win the hearts of the fandom regardless. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.